0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Please sit down.
1: Pirate radio stations. Good, 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 good. Now, I have told the Prime Minister that we will shut them down within twelve months. As you will see, sir, they're not in fact outside of the law at the moment, sir. Then they soon will be, won't they, Mr. Fred Fredericks. You see, that's the whole point of being the government. If you don't like something, you simply make up a new law that makes it illegal. And welcome to the main event. Yes, that is the the wonderful part of being the government. If you find something you don't like, you just make it illegal. And we saw a lot of government uh, oversight, overreach this week that we're going to talk about. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to explain to you, and I'm going to give you my opinion because everybody has their opinion, and I think everybody's in, in uh, entitled to mine. But first, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman, president Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located in the city of Moreno Valley, also offices in Orange, Downey, Westlake, Village, Corona, and Temecula, and coming soon to a city near or far from you to service all of your real estate financing needs if you're in if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing call me toll free at 855-640-2020 that's 855-640-2020 and one last time day or night 855-640-2020 if you want to get in touch with me and get some questions answered but you don't want to call on the phone Cause uh, you're stealing time from your boss, you don't want him to know it, or you just don't want your coworker to know what's going on, or you don't want your wife to know what's going on. Uh, go to edhoffman.net, click on Apply Now, and uh, fill out as much of the information as you want me to have, and let me know how much information you want me to give you, and uh, you'll hear back from uh, myself or one of my three teammates, uh, Matt Bradbury, Alex Rojas, or Randy Sampius. Uh if you hear something you want repeated, you can hear this show as well as four past shows also on edhoffman.net, click listen to the main event, or you can get me on iTunes and uh just go to iTunes on your iPhone, your computer, your i your iPod, your iPad, your iWatch, uh and uh go to uh um go to podcasts, go to iTunes, just search Ed Hoffman, you'll see um this show and four past shows. You can subscribe for free, have it download. ...to your device once a week. Listen to it anytime you want. Um, You can also follow me on Twitter... ...at Ed Hoffman. I tweet all week about current events going on... ...so you can hear my uh, opinionated rants all week... ...without having to wait for the weekend. And uh, you can uh, find our... uh, ...like the show on Facebook. Go to uh, Facebook, The Main Event 590... And find our show page. So uh, so this week, we have uh, the, the Supreme Court of the United States uh, had two big decisions. And uh, every June, Supreme Court of the United States releases its end-of-term case before its summer recess. So in a 63-decision Thursday... Uh, the court gave its opinion on the case known as King versus Burrell. King being um, David King, the lead plaintiff in the Virginia case brought against the Department of Health and Human Services, challenging the language of the law, and uh, Burrell being the uh, Sylvia Burrell, the uh, U.S. Secretary of Health and Human Services. Um, so, King versus Burrell, uh, the ruling holds that Obamacare act the, the Affordable Care Act authorized federal tax credits for eligible Americans living not only in states with their own exchanges but also in 34 states because of the court's decisions Americans who have Obamacare in federal exchange rather than state marketplace are still entitled to the subsidies even though the Obamacare even though the Affordable Care Act explicitly states that tax credits are only to be distributed for marketplaces established by the state so so basically what they ruled was it doesn't matter what the law says it's what it what it was supposed to mean. And uh I don't know that anybody knows what it was supposed to mean because Congress voted on it without having read it. And uh if you remember Nancy Pelosi saying, "Hey, we have to pass the bill so you can see what's in it" cuz they didn't give anybody time to read a law that long. Um Chief Justice um John Roberts made a uh made a comment Congress passed the Affordable Care Act to improve health insurance markets, not to destroy them. Roberts wrote in the majority opinion, if at all possible, we must interpret the act in that way that is consistent with the former and avoids the latter. So I didn't think that we elected the Supreme court justices to make the laws or give their opinions. They are supposed to rule on what the laws mean as they are written. So, uh, which is funny because on the next on the next day he contradicts himself so uh but let's uh obama went out and spiked the ball and uh let me give you let me uh let me play uh three or four clips here from obama's uh spiking the ball speech and then i'll give you my opinion on each one
0: this morning the court upheld a critical part of this law the part that's made it easier for americans to afford health insurance regardless of where you live If the partisan challenge to this law had succeeded, millions of Americans would have had thousands of dollars' worth of tax credits taken from them. For many, insurance would have become unaffordable again. Many would have become uninsured again. Ultimately, everyone's premiums could have gone up. America would have gone backwards. That's not what we do. That's not what America does. We move forward. So today is a victory for hardworking Americans all across this country whose lives will continue to become more secure in a changing economy because of this law.
1: Yeah, well, for many, it's it's uh, health care co- coverage is unaffordable. And for those of you that uh, haven't watched your health care health uh, prices. Well, for those of you that have insurance that pay for it um, or uh, or pay for part of it through your employer, you might have noticed last year they made a pretty significant jump and I think the pretty significant jump is because they had to change all their all their health care policies. And uh, for me, and I've said this before, I I employ about 160 employees at Wholesale Capital, and we pay for their insurance. They pay for their family, but we pay for the employee. And uh, just for Don and I, uh, for us to have a PPO, which um, basically says I can go any doctor I want, but I pay I pay a bigger chunk of it. Um, we went from last year about eight hundred and seventy three dollars a month to this this year a little over nineteen hundred dollars a month and i don 't think that 's affordable for most people and in addition, if you ever have to use this insurance um these days what what a what a racket it is now to get to get Healthcare coverage. You know, everybody got insurance. Nobody's got coverage. And pity the day you have to use one of those insurance cards, because it's it's a whole different world today than it was a year ago, and a whole different world than it was two years ago, because this uh, this law has made things unaffordable, unattainable, and nobody nobody really has a clear picture of this yet. Let me go to the next clip.
0: If you're a parent. You can keep your kids on your plan till they turn 26, something that has covered millions of young people so far. That's because of this law. If you're a senior or an American with a disability, this law gives you discounts on your prescriptions, something that has saved 9 million Americans an average of $1,600 so far. If you're a woman, you can't be charged more than anybody else. Even if you've had cancer or your husband had heart disease or just because you're a woman your insurer has to offer pre preventive services like mammograms they can't place annual or lifetime caps on your care because of this law
1: because of this law you know you can keep your kids on there till they're 26 you could keep them at home till they're 36 if you want if you want to if you want to uh, cripple your kids don't make them grow up ever um as far as I know, most insurance policies covered your kids till they were out of college. Um, I think maybe 22 or something. But when the kids go to college, they get college uh, college policies. Hey, here's a student policy. It doesn't cost very much. But while you're a student at at Cal State uh, San Bernardino, or I went to Cal State Long Beach, you got you had the opportunity to for for a few bucks to have a student student uh, uh, insurance policy. And, uh, but let's keep it on the kid. Let's keep it till they're 26. You know what? Let's do anything we can to keep kids from growing up. Uh, I will tell you that my kids moved out at 19. Okay. I gave them a car. I gave them both a car on their 19th birthday. And before their 20th birthday, they were both out. And, uh, and I told, and I told them, Hey, you know what? If you can afford an apartment, then you can afford to pay for your own school. And if you can't afford to pay for your own school, then you can get student loans and, uh, to pay for it. And if you graduate, I'll pay those student loans off. But if you don't graduate, you're on your own. you got to pay them off yourself. Uh, needless to say, um, I did not have to pay any student loans off. Um, and my kids are paying student loans. Um, but I will also say that because uh, requiring that our kids grow up, that all three of Don and my kids um, are doing well, being self-sufficient. And uh, I won't say they didn't have some rough times but you know what? They can have rough times living on their own, and and come and uh, dis- and disgrace themselves to have to ask mom and dad for help. And uh, so so the it's uncomfortable enough that they don't want to have to do that again, and they'll work harder in the future. That's how you raise kids. Don uh, Don taught me a long time ago. She said, "Our job is not to be friends with our kids. Our job is to raise responsible adults. When our kids are are adults and they're." And they're standing on their own two feet and they're being responsible. Then we can be friends with them. But until then, our job is to raise responsible adults. And uh, I know that is contrary to what, how some of you guys raise your kids, um, but that is the fact. So, uh, so this keep the 26 people, to so keeping kids on your on your policy till you're 26. That's not a benefit, folks. Then they talks about the prescriptions. Has anybody tried to get prescriptions lately? Uh, maybe it's just me. You know, uh, common pain pills. That they give you if you've got knee problems or if you have surgery, they're now called uh, Section Two narcotics or something like that. They can't call you in. Um, they can't call your 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 uh, prescription, your pharmacy, and give you a refill anymore. They have to give you a paper a paper prescription, and um, and then they monitor you. The DEA monitors this stuff, so. If you go uh to CVS, CVS, oh wait, 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 you can't have this because you can't have this because you just had a prescription uh 29 days ago. We can't fill this until 31 days. And of course, you go over to Walgreens. Walgreens is so scared of this law that they don't even carry the most common pain pills out there anymore because they don't you know, oh, we don't have these. We're out of stock. We're not, we're not ordering until next week, and it'll be a week after that. So they're just trying to have people not buy them there because they don't want to have to be responsible. I guess that's the unintended consequences because the pharmacy doesn't want to be responsible if, if they're giving out, uh, you know, if doctors are prescribing, prescribing too many pain pills. And every single prescription is like that. It's really, it's really a nightmare. So those of you that uh, think you have insurance, haven't had a chance to use it, you have insurance. You just don't get any health care let me play the next clip
0: because of this law and because of today's decision millions of americans who i hear from every single day will continue to receive the tax credits that have given about eight in ten people who buy insurance on the new marketplaces the choice of a health care plan that costs less than hundred dollars a month and when it comes to pre-existing conditions Someday our grandkids will ask us if there was really a time when America discriminated against people who get sick because that is something this law has ended for good. That affects everybody with health insurance, not just folks who got insurance through the Affordable Care Act. All of America has protections it didn't have before.
1: Hey, number one, let me just uh, be clear. Let me just be clear on these, uh, these subsidies that the 34 states, 34 states out of 50 opted to not participate in Obamacare. So they didn't create um, state exchanges. So 34 out of 50 didn't think this was a good idea, didn't create the states. So those people in those states shouldn't be getting tax subsidies to, to cover them. Uh, but now, now, of course, the Supreme Court has said, well, it doesn't matter what the law says this is how it's supposed to be. That wasn't their job to interpret that way. It was supposed to interpret. hey, it says only for states with the exchanges. It was up to the government to make those changes if they were supposed to, but not the supreme court so uh but but be aware, you know who pays those us taxpayers. It's not Barack Obama. he's not taking it out of his- out of his pocket. It's not the, those Supreme Court guys. It's us taxpayers so the fifty two percent that you pay out of your taxes now not all of you are paying fifty two percent but if you're over if you're over two hundred thousand dollars a year, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, you pay thirteen point three percent to the state and if you're over four hundred, I think it is, you pay thirty nine point six to the fed so if you're at that top bracket you're paying thirty nine point six plus thirteen point three which is fifty two point nine percent that doesn't count sales taxes when you buy something it doesn't count property taxes on your house doesn't count anything. That's just income taxes. So your money isn't going to to hire more teachers or to hire more cops or to uh cover stuff that's important because it's paying to subsidize insurance for those people that that say they don't make enough that qualify for a reduction. Now, who are those people that qualify for these reductions and and that have these health insurance for less than a hundred dollars a month. Those are kids that aren't on their parents' plan that are going to college, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight years old, and they've got a uh, and they've got uh, no health problems. They never go to the doctor, but now they're paying under a hundred dollars a month. They used to pay nothing because they didn't think it was important enough to get insurance because they never get sick. Hey, you know, I'm twenty six years old. I'm I'm bulletproof. I you know I'm just. Uh, Bullets just bounce off of my chest when they shoot them at me. When I fall, I bounce off the ground. Everything's worth perfect. I'm I'm bulletproof. I'm ten feet tall and bulletproof, and uh and everything's everything's honky dory. That was me, till one day I broke my arm and I broke my arm and I had a, a health care insurance thing in my wallet. Didn't know what it did. Didn't know any of that. And they said, hey, do you have insurance? Uh, I don't know. I think I have something in my wallet. Hand it to them, and it actually covered something back then. Okay, but today today that's not the not the case because these healthcare policies that you're getting through obamacare for less than 100 bucks have like $10,000 deductibles so you have a little card you have a little card um that says you have insurance but when you need healthcare you take that thing to the to the uh doctor and you'll get a bill that says Hey, uh, here's your bill for $125, and uh, the insurance covered paid nothing because you haven't covered your copay yet or your deductible, and here's your bill for $125. Wow. And then the next one is $250, and here's $250 uh, you have to pay because you haven't covered your deductible. So if your deductible is $10,000, you pay the first $10,000 before it starts covering anything. So in other words your premiums are an absolute positive for sure you're getting any having the having them pay any claims is a question mark which is why most kids don't cover the cover their insurance till they get a group plan so hey you're getting it for under a hundred dollars a month and look at all these people that are that are covered and i will tell you that uh i had a borrower call me up about a reverse mortgage this week and she says well i've got this uh mobile home and it's worth uh, $95,000 and I paid cash for it and I want to get a, I want to get a reverse mortgage. I want to get a fixed rate reverse mortgage on it. So I said, okay. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, here's, here's, here's what you do. I give her a a quote based on her age and her, uh, she's can get about $27,000 out. She doesn't owe anything. She'll get about $27,000 out on a fixed rate mortgage, uh, reverse mortgage. And I say, okay, but just so you know, if I put you on an adjustable rate, I can give you a line of credit and you can take up to $27,000 your first year. And your second year after that, you have and any, and for the rest of your rest of your life, you've got another $23,000 accessible. You just, you can't have it in the first year. Oh, nope. I just want a fixed rate. Just want a fixed rate. If I need some more money, I'll pull some money out of the out of my IRAs or out of this. Okay, no problem. I'll give you whatever you want. I just want to make sure you understood that you don't have any immediate need for cash. You just want to get something while you can get it for free before they change the laws. Okay. With the adjustable rate, it actually makes more sense if because you don't have any debt. And uh but nope, 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 nope. Just give me the fixed rate. So she comes she comes out and sees me after she does her counseling, and when we're talking, she says, you know what? I think Obama is going to go down just like, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. as really having saved our country. And I said, really, how did you do that? And she talks about how the affordable care act is such a good thing. And, and of course this is the day that they announced the, uh, that they upheld, upheld Obamacare. And, uh, she's saying, uh, Well, it's such a good thing, and so many people, you know, are just are are alive today because of this. And I'm going. How do you figure? I said, you got a bunch of people with insurance. Nobody's getting any health care. And I said, who would have died? I said, and you know, people are saving money on insurance. Who's saving money on insurance? Said you got Medicare, so you had you were going to have insurance regardless. I said, but when you need to use this health care, I said, this isn't helping anybody. You got 30 million people that have policies that they didn't have before and you got another 30 million people that had policies before and can't afford it anymore because now now and i say for me for don and i say hey i have a ppo because i can afford a doctor's visit i'm not worried about having a five dollar doctor visit i can afford a hundred dollar doctor visit when i need it but when i break my arm or have to have some major surgery or have a heart attack i want to have coverage for that but i'm not allowed to get catastrophic coverage because i have to make sure that i'm covered in case i get pregnant I don't think that's ever going to happen. And uh, and I got to make sure I covered in case I need a pap smear. I don't think that's ever going to happen. And I got to make sure that I'm covered for all that stuff. And we're not allowed to have that. So the price of our insurance doubled and we're spending more money than we ever have. And I tell you and I say, hey, you have coverage. You just don't have health care. And you see doctors getting out, and I can get, I could write stories about this stuff. And as the government gets more and more involved, I I talked to uh, another friend of mine who's a who's a contractor, and he's building uh, water tanks down in uh, Menifee. And he and I meant to bring this up a couple of times, but just while the in, while the government's getting in our place, I asked him how things are going. He said he said, uh, "Well, you know, it's it's really a it's really a pain." He goes, uh, nowadays, if uh, my guys are working building these water tanks, and if it's over 80 degrees, I have to give them a five minute water break every hour. Which means five minute water break, um, I have to, I have to give them five minutes. And you can't ever take five minutes because five minutes is, you know, you get off your ladder, you get off this, you set down your tools. By the time they do a five minute water break, I timed one of them 17 minutes. And you got to do it every hour. And he goes, and I can't just put out a, put out a, uh, a uh, ice chest full of water bottles because then they might drink too much. So the government requires that I have sanitary cups and a big old jug of water. And it has to be a certain, certain temperature can't be ice cold because if it's certain temperature, then it's, then it does something in their body. And he goes, you know, if we could just have some, Hey, here's a bottle of water. When you get thirsty, set your tool down, take a drink and then go back to work. But you have to have a five, five minute water break every hour and it has to be sanitary cups and certain temperature water, because otherwise they might drink too much and get bloated or something. Uh, needless to say, can you see where the government's getting in our lives and making everything everything more difficult? So Friday Friday, we have the, the new court decision on the uh, on, uh, gay marriage, and the gay marriage one won five to four. So now gay marriage is legal. Um, across the nation, the state doesn't get a chance to to vote on it anymore. Um, ju- in his dissent, in his dissent, um, uh, Justice Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts, actually, instead of saying, "Hey, we should we should make sure that we interpret it the way the law was intended, not by how it how it's written," uh, he said, "We should." He said we shouldn't be uh, making judgments on this. We should just be interpreting the laws. Well, what were you saying yesterday? And in his and also, who voted against it, uh, uh, Chief Justice Anton, Antonin Scalia accused the five five justice majority of constitutional revision by an unelected committee. So it is not special. This is what he says: "says It is not of special importance to me that the, what the law says about marriage it is over. It is of overwhelming importance. However, who it is that rules me?" Scalia wrote. Today's decree says that my ruler and the ruler of three hundred twenty million Americans, coast to coast, is the majority of nine lawyers on the Supreme Court. You know, we we're supposed to have a have a. Uh, uh, a government of the people by the people and for the people, but now we don 't because it doesn 't matter what the states vote doesn 't matter what you vote it matters what those nine what those nine uh uh people on the supreme Court in it and it 's not a very good cross section of America because there 's nobody there uh These justices know that limiting marriage to one man one woman contrary reason to know the constitution uh, i 'm looking for the part um Anyway, he he talked about how none of them come from the Bible Belt. You don't have any of them. They're all from California or New York or the East Coast. And you don't really have a good cross-section of America in there making these decisions. But anyway, I'm out of of time for part one of the main event. So uh, stay tuned for five minutes of commercials and traffic and weather. And I'll be right back with more of what's happening. Uh, Stay right where you're at. We'll be right back. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, President, of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. If you're uh, if you're tuning in to hear some uh, mortgage stuff, I won't be talking mortgage stuff because we all sell the same stuff. We all sell the same products: reverse mortgages, forward mortgages, purchase, refinance. Uh, but if you want to if you need any of that stuff and you want to talk to someone with some common sense stay tuned i'm going to talk a lot of common sense you'll know how i think and if you think like i do and you need some of that stuff call someone who has a uh, logically thinking brain at 855-640-2020 855-640-2020 so before the break i was talking about the supreme court's uh supreme court's decision in uh uh judge ju- uh, chief justice or chief justice justice Ant- Antonin Scalia uh, talking about how it's a uh, unelected, uh, a majority of nine unelected people. And I was looking for the part where he said it wasn't a very good cross-section. It says, calling the Supreme Court a strikingly unrepresentative character of the body voting on today's social upheaval. He decreed the fact that all nine justices were all Harvard or Yale educated, most from the East Coast and lacking an in an evangelical christian or protestant. So, you know, you got a bunch of bunch of guys that went to Yale and Harvard and uh it's not really a good cross section of America and these are the guys who are ruling the country and he knows it. And so it's uh it's a sad day in America. I will tell you that I had one of my employees uh who obviously is not a conservative um put out a uh an email to everybody. We have a thing called WCC community. So if you don't want to hear people's rants and raves about, uh, social issues, you could just opt out of that. Um, one of my employees, I will be nameless says no today. Today we can, in no uncertain terms, uh, that we can say in no uncertain terms that we made our union a little more perfect. No union is more profound than marriage for it embodies the highest ideals of love, fidelity, devotion, sacrifice, and family. In forming a marital union, two people become something greater than once they were. As some of the petitioners in these cases demonstrate, marriage embodies a love that can endure even past death. It It would misunderstand these men and women to say they disrespect the idea of marriage. Their plea is that they do respect it, respect it so deeply that they seek to find its fulfillment for themselves. Their hope is not to be condemned to live in loneliness, excluded from one civilization's oldest institutions. They ask for equal dignity in the eyes of the law. The Constitution grants them that right. The judgment of the court appeals for the Sixth, sixth Circuit is reversed. It is so ordered. Supreme Court rules gay marriage bans are unconstitutional. I need to throw up. So I, uh, my response to uh, this, this because... I have the right to remain silent. I just don't have the ability. Um, I put, I respectfully disagree. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States decided to allow a very small, minute sliver of the population to shove down our throats that they want to use the same word, marriage, instead of civil unions, which can provide the same legal rights as marriage without imposing one small group's desires on the beliefs of 300 million others who disagree. This decision was all about the word marriage and nothing else. Between today's Supreme Court decision and between yesterday's Supreme Court decision and today's we have effectively removed the people from the government that is supposed to have been by the people of the people and for the people. Um, there was one other comment um, from another guy that commented in, because I've got more than one guy that disagrees with me politically in my company. He said, "Ed, more than 60 percent of the U.S. population disagrees with me." disagrees with you, meaning that. And I said, more than 60% of the population cares more about the Lakers or the Dodgers or American Idol than this country. That doesn't mean they're right, because this kind of thinking will destroy our country as we know it as a land of opportunity for our grandkids. We no longer are governed by the people, but instead by nine appointed, not elected eternities, intelligent intelligent people should be scared to death by that. So the response I got from that was... So, in your opinion, my employees, So, in your opinion, only intelligent people are those that agree with you. I respectfully disagree. And I said, of course, that's my opinion. That's why it's called an opinion. Everybody who disagrees with me is not intelligent. That's my opinion. I know one thing: that this this is a great country that allowed me, born to parents with nothing, to build a company from scratch one person at a time that employs lots of people and allows lots of those employees to prosper as high as they want based on their own desires and willingness to work hard. Those on the other side of the aisle politically think that government should come out should come in and take most of that and spread it out spread it out among those in our country that are not willing to pay that same price. Yep, that's my opinion. You're welcome to it and if you don't agree with it, in my opinion, you're just not intelligent. So, uh don't take it as an insult, just take it. Um, so I think we had uh see that's uh oh there was one other there was one other uh piece of clip from uh from the other one from the the other decision that I think I left out, didn't I Dan? Let me play that one because it's uh it's pretty much just a lie. go ahead. If your
0: family gets insurance through your job, so you're not using the, the Affordable Care Act, you're still paying about eighteen hundred dollars less per year on average than you would be if we hadn't done anything. By one leading measure, what business owners pay out in wages and salaries is now finally growing faster than what they spend on health insurance. That hasn't happened in 17 years. And that's good for workers. And it's good for the economy.
1: Mr. Barack Hussein Obama, I respectfully or disrespectfully disagree with you because you're full of... BS. Okay, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's not, it's not less expensive. It's about eighteen hundred dollars a year less. Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's about twenty-four thousand dollars a year more expensive. And as someone who's talking, I'm not talking talking from talking points. I'm talking from I own a company with 160 employees. Don't tell me that you're saving me money because you're costing me money. And don't tell me that we're that we're receiving benefits from this because we're not. There's no benefit to it. This is not the Affordable Care Act. It's the Unaffordable Care Act. So let's go to the next subject, topic, next topic, the Confederate flag. Because of last week's tragic shooting in South Carolina where nine black churchgoers were killed by a young man, um, killed by a young white guy, white supremacist who posed on with a Confederate flag, uh, photos online. He also had a patch with the, with the, uh, the, uh, the old flag of South America from the apartheid, uh, days, um, and apparently, he doesn't like black people. And he was a racist act. He sat down in Bible study. He sat there for an hour, and then stood up and and uh, took his uh, his his forty five caliber pistol uh, that he was given for his twenty first birthday. Hmm. I don't know if the gun killed him or if this guy killed him, but they knew he was mental. They still gave him a gun and uh, and killed uh, nine people. Um some conservatives like Rush Limbaugh are arguing that well, so so a lot of people are saying, hey, we gotta gotta take down the the Confederate flag, which is the red, white, and blue with the blue X and with the white stripes in it. And apparently uh there's some misinterpretation or there's some interpretation of it. And I'm not sure what opinion I have, but I know that uh the Confederate flag represented the southern states. Uh before during the civil war the southern states wanted to keep slavery i would think that they wouldn't want to have that out there on the other hand for some reason they have it at the uh, at the at the state capital of south carolina and other places in the south so it must have some other meaning i know that uh on dukes of hazard there's uh, one painted on the top of the roof of that uh that chrysler thing that they jump over everything in uh the dukes of hazard and I know that when I was a kid, I went to the motorcycle races with my dad and my brother, and we watched a flat track at uh, Ascot Raceway in, uh, I think it's, it was in Gardena. It's no longer there. And they sold flags in the souvenirs. You got checkered flags and American flags, and they had, we called them rebel flags back then because I didn't know what Confederate meant because I was about eight and... uh And so, but I, I don't know that I have a, have an opinion, but Rush says, uh, that this symbol is a slippery slope that eventually results in the banning of the American flag. And, uh, for those of you who find that claim ridiculous, let's listen to what Louis Farrakhan, now Louis Farrakhan is the, leads a group called the Nation of Islam. The Nation of Islam. Remember that. Islam. Does that like radical Islam terrorists or like Islam, the, the, uh, the, uh, peaceful religion that it is, let me play this clip that Louis Farrakhan said.
0: I don't know what the hell the fight is about over the confederate flag. We need to put the American flag down because we've got as much hell under that as the confederate flag. Who are we fighting today? It's the people that carry the American flag. What flag do the police have? What flag flies over the non-justice department? What flag flies over the White House? Where a black man lives this called every day. What about that flag?
1: The non-justice department. You know what? That guy. You know. Oh, that's that's a peaceful religion. That's a peaceful religion. And uh, while we're talking about how peaceful the the uh, Islamic people are, let's talk about uh, a a uh, story that was on uh, Megyn Kelly this week. Um, about a year ago, I think September of last year, there was a guy named uh, Alton Nolan black guy who converted to Islam and it's a, in a food food packing plant in Oklahoma and um, they use knives and stuff in prepping food uh, to ship them out and he converted to Islam and he was um, he was uh, trying to convert other people he changed his name from Alton Nolan to uh, some Mohammed something or other uh, Islamic name it's not important but uh he when he got suspended suspended or fired uh he took his he he went out he he got he left his job he went out to the parking lot took his car crashed into the front of the building walked in grabbed one of the knives that are used for food prep and cut off a lady's head beheaded her right there while he's yelling out uh arabic arabic uh sayings arabic where i don't know what he said but it was a uh arabic after he cut her head off, he spotted, spotted Tracy Johnson. Now Tracy Johnson had been working with him all day long, uh, and it was her fourth day at work. And he tried to cut her head off, and uh, tr- and unfortunately, the for him, the unfortunately for Tracy Johnson, before he actually cut her head off, she apparently the knife got one millimeter away from her jugular vein when he stopped and turned because the the. The CEO of Vaughn Foods, who was also a reserve police officer, uh, had his gun and said, freeze. He stopped. He came back. He lunged it at the uh, at uh, Mr. Vaughn. And Mr. Vaughn unloaded his clip and killed him. And uh, so Megyn Kelly had Tracy Johnson on to describe what happened for the first time uh, on TV. And she made a comment about what happened that day uh, that got me thinking, how come nobody never heard about this? Let me play this little uh, section of it. We've been having confrontations all day and he was, I don't like it when somebody's not wanting to work and wanting to do their job. Mm -hmm. So I called him a spoiled brat and lazy. Mm -hmm. And he kind of laughed a little bit, laughed that off and then he said then we were working and then he said racism. He started being racist. Said, "I hate white people. I beat white people up." I hate white people. I beat white people up. You know what? Everybody was up in up in a an uproar because Obama wouldn't call this a terrorist act. He called it workplace violence. It's workplace violence. Somebody got got um mad at work and cut off some people's head. Didn't stab some people. Didn't throw th- throw a fit. Didn't get in a fist fight like like uh, people in Oklahoma probably do. You know, because they're you know, hey, let's meet at the bar. And have two beers, and if we can't uh, can't figure it out, we'll have a fist fight and smash up some tables in the bar. No, he took a knife and cut off some some white lady's head, and then went after the second one. And uh, and but nobody nobody ever said anything that he said. I hate white people. I beat white people up, so it wasn't a hate crime, and it wasn't terrorism. It was workplace violence. Do you get tired of having the having the twist on everything? The twist on everything, and we don't hear about this till uh, ten months later. Ten months later, after that happens. So uh, anyway, I just thought that tied in, and I saw that interview, and I had to play a little piece of it. So uh, President Obama took a heckler, at he had he had basically a gay pride party at the White House. And uh, you know what? I wonder what it takes to get invited to the White House. You got to have uh, something cool on YouTube, or you have to be part of the LGBT uh i guess that's something special so uh so there's some heckler at fr- from the lgbt crowd at the white house wednesday and uh, i guess it's it isn't respectful to uh, to heckle somebody when you're in their house let me play this clip from uh, Barack insane obama
0: you know over the years we've gathered to celebrate pride month and i've told you that i'm so hopeful about what we can accomplish I've told you that the civil rights of LGBT Americans President is. Obama. Yeah, oh, hold on a second. I, uh, okay, you know what? No, 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 It's, it's not. You know what? It's not. It's not respectful when you get invited to somebody. You're not. You're not you're not, gonna, you're not. you're not gonna. You're not. You're. You're not gonna get a good response from me by interrupting me like this. No. Shame on you. You shouldn't be doing this. Obama! 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 Can we escort this person out?
1: That's a rowdy bunch of LGBT people for those of you who don't know l g b t is a lesbian gay bisexual, and transgenders and apparently this person heckling them is jet Gutierrez, um a uh undocumented transgender woman. Does that mean she was a guy and turned into a woman um undocumented and uh and was and she I'll call it she because I'm not sure if it's a she or he, but I think it was a she with a he voice uh, was saying, "Not one more! Stop all deport- deportations." Um, my question is, uh, other than other than, hey, it's not your house, Barack Obama. That's the people's house. You don't own that house. That's not your house. You are a guest. You are a renter. You are a uh, no. You're not even a renter. You're just a you're just a a, a hotel guest now and uh somebody else picked up your 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 hotel reservations. Um and my comment on that is how exactly did an illegal immigrant get into the white house? How did don't they, where's the secret service? Does that mean anybody can just get in? They didn't even they don't check IDs? Because I can remember back when the George Bush days, uh just to get to I was I was going to go to a, a governor's dinner that I was invited to, and I had to get security clearance through the FBI before before I could go. And, uh, of course, I ended up not going because I couldn't get enough people to kick in, um, and I wanted to uh, get my picture with uh, with George W. while he was uh, uh, president. I did get my picture with him two weeks ago, so if you go to my website, I think it's there. Uh, or go to, go see me on Twitter or my Facebook. It's their picture of me and, uh, George W. Um, that I met him two weeks ago. But, uh, how did they get in? No ID? Undocumented? Okay, let's, let's go on. Uh, couple more, uh, well, we got another, one more, uh one more uh, presidential candidate uh Louisiana governor Bobby Jindal number 14 Republican to declare his candidacy I don't have any clips from his uh his uh his nomination speech because no not nomination his candidacy speech his declaration speech because it was nothing more or different than everybody else said he's not saying anything different I like Bobby Jindal um I think he's a good guy I think he's young I think he's uh I think this is a good chance for him to get more known to everybody in the country. I met him at the conservative conference in February. Um, I don't have anything I dislike about him at all. I just think he's young, and this is going to be his time to get to be known and maybe four, 8, 12 years from now be. I think he's he doesn't look like he's older than 45 or something, but uh, he might be. Uh, but then uh, Donald Trump... Oh I guess uh governor Christie is Chris Christie, who is no one I would think of uh, voting for, is supposed to be announcing next week, and uh, Governor Scott Walker who's leading most people in the polls in most of the national polls, has not even officially announced yet I'm getting emails from him saying, "Should I vote or should I run or should I not? I need to raise a hundred and one more thousand dollars before I can declare uh I think he's running um and he is in my top 3 but uh Donald Trump now number 2 in the Fox News poll behind Jeb Bush. I think this is for for the state of New Hampshire. I don't know if this is a national one, but they came up with Jeb Bush 15%, Trump 11%, Ben Carson 10%. Oh, you know what? Let me uh I had a thing from Ben Carson I wanted to read. Ben Carson actually sent out a sent out a uh who I love I love Ben Carson. Um, he's not as strong as I'd like him to be, but that's kind of some of his charm. He's just so calm. And and he's a black guy. Ed, you like a black guy? Yeah, I love this guy. Met him, got a picture of him and me together in my office. Uh, ben Carson sent out this email uh, the day, the the morning after the, uh, the shooting in South Carolina. Last night, evil walked the streets of Charleston. My heart aches for families of victims. I pray for the families left behind. I pray for the community scared and hurting. I also pray... Pray you and I can conquer hatred. In my lifetime, I've seen great pro- seen great progress. Though racial base, base hate is still very much alive, as last night so violently reminded us. But I worry about new hate that is growing in our great nation. I fear our intolerance of one another is the new battleground of evil. Today, many feel it is okay to hate someone who thinks differently than you do. The left hates the right. The right hates the left. This attitude is poison. Poison that will sicken us, sicken us all. Um, just because someone is for Obamacare and another is against it, uh, doesn't change the fact that we're all brothers and sisters, all Americans as a brain surgeon. I can assure you that all of our brains look the same, no matter what our skin color or party affiliation, the America I know and love has fought evil over the, all over the world to protect evil's victims at home. We must dedicate ourselves to not hating anyone based on their politics. Our leaders have walked our country down this path, and now it's up to us to change the course. Please join me in tra- in praying for those who lost their lives last night. Please join me in praying for comfort for their families. Please join me in praying for our great nation that we may heal ourselves before it's too late. Sincerely, Ben Carson. I thought that was pretty darn presidential and uh I didn't hear that out of I didn't really hear anything that presidential out of anybody else and certainly not our president who is never presidential. Um Donald Trump, uh Donald Trump, I have a clip of Donald Trump talking about um how uh he was on Fox's Gretchen Carlson show. And people were asking about, you know, is this guy really serious? You know, they're not really, really serious. And I said last week, hey, you know what? If Donald Trump is really serious, he might be just what our country needs. And his response to Gretchen was this. Well, I haven't heard that lately. You know, they said I wasn't going to file. I filed, I ran, I announced, I did everything. So they're not really. Actually, you're the first one that said that in a long time. And now I'm doing very well in the polls because people say, oh, wow, he is really running. Mm -hmm. And I give up a lot. You know, when I do this, I give up a lot. As an example, Univision, I'm going to have to sue Univision now because I speak negatively about trade with Mexico. And I love Mexico. I love the Mexican people. I love them. They're great people. But Mexico is just taking our negotiators to lunch. Our president doesn't have a clue. They don't know what they're doing. And Mexico's making a fortune and somebody has to bring it up. So Univision says you got to st- stop talking badly about Mexico. Okay, so uh you know Donald Trump. I like the guy he talks he he doesn't sugarcoat anything. he says what's on his mind, and I think uh we need a little more of that instead of the political correctness, which by the way, when I heard uh Ben Carson speak uh last uh September october that's one of the things he said that being politically correct is going to is going to kill our country so uh one two two last things uh number one uh Bob Beckel got fired from uh from the five on Fox, for those of you that watch Bob Beckel, he's to me he's a he's a he's a moron. He talks like this. He bumbles through his beard. You can't tell what he's saying. He's got dumb liberal opinions, and it turns out he wasn't out healing after back injury. He was uh, in uh, rehab for uh, for. Um, prescription drug addiction, and so with that, I wonder if maybe they should check the toxicology on uh, on Alan Combs and uh, Robert uh, Richard Fowler and uh, Juan Williams and some of the other liberal guys on Fox because maybe they're on drugs too. Maybe that's where they're coming from. Because I never know how they how they think the same things I did. Hey, also uh, before I before I'm done, our pushups for charity. Go to edhoffman.net. We're doing that uh, a big event pushups for charity i'll we'll have a live broadcast we'll have awards we'll have food we'll have all kinds of stuff at my office in merino valley on july 25th at 10:30. and last week i made a mistake by saying you have to do as many push-ups as you can do in 90 minutes it's only 90 seconds it's gonna be fun even if you do a few help us raise some money for the boot campaign uh call me at uh, 855-640-2020 if you want more information or go to my website edhoffman.net Folks, I'm out of time. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you next week.